You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Chad Hunsberger, and with me is Fred Hall. Fred was with me again in the last episode, uh, speaking to what is critical race theory. And even as we were wrapping that episode up, it got really close to uh, answering the next question, which is how do we as believers interact with culture that speaks to critical race theory? I want to want to bring up a specific point that I feel like is helpful, Fred. Um, we are Southern Baptists. Yeah, we are part of the Southern Baptist Convention, and thankful for the work that they do around the world in making disciples. You talked about that verb. We are evangelists. We are witnesses. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. And thankful to be a part of a convention that does that. Yay! Uh, a couple years ago, in 2019, the uh, or maybe it was 18. Anyway. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, collectively uh, embraced something where they were saying there are, uh, we would kind of disavow the, the majority of critical race theory in regards to, uh, because of its secularism, like we talked about before. However, the, in that statement, it talked about there are pieces to that that we can affirm yeah. in regards to we are opposed to racism. We are yeah. opposed to any sort of um, uh, oppression yes. to anybody because we believe that all are made in the image of God. Yes. Fast forward now to 2020, and we Southern Baptists have six seminaries, so trainers of pastors. Yes. And being uh, educational entities, uh, again, remembering that in the 70s and 80s, it's really stirred came out of the the university system yeah uh our seminaries were starting to get more questions it seems like about how are we going to interact with that are we at all and so the six seminary presidents got together and uh chose to make a statement that seemed to be stronger than that previous statement in 2019 that the as a whole made. Yeah. And in reading that statement, uh, there was a lot of concern, uh, particularly from our African-American brothers and pastors, yeah. churches in our convention that are yeah. predominantly African-American, because going back to J.D. Greer's quote, it seemed to take a sledgehammer to something that needed a scalpel. Yeah. Uh, maybe they needed to make some clarifying statements that uh, to that 2019, but it, it seemed to be stronger than maybe the the convention as a whole was was lining up with. Yeah, um, I don't think that they've necessarily backpedaled, but uh, again, one of the big critiques there was that those six seminary presidents are six white guys, and so doesn't mean they can't speak to truth. They certainly can. Right. Right. Uh, but that was another critique, right? And so. Right. Um, so knowing all of that, which by the way, I went to two different of those seminaries and I teach for one of them now. So like I am in favor of those seminaries to all those yeah. who are listening. Fred and I are proud. Southern yeah. Baptists, that yeah. like 
negate any of this, but yes. this was something that brought up a lot of controversy. Yeah. So I would say a question would be if what they did seemed to be uh, more than necessary, how how are we supposed to then interact? How do we interact with a scalpel and not a sledgehammer? Uh, and are there times? Are there? Does it really feel like we need to just use a sledgehammer for this? Right. I mean, if it's yeah this rooted in uh. I mean, right, when it's challenging biblical inerrancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I just want to take yeah. it out. So help us yeah. think through that a little bit as believers and uh, for some of, many of the listeners, I mean, they're not, they're not having to stand in a pulpit and answer that question. So, so help yeah. us think through it as a uh, Joe Church member. Yeah, for Joe Church member... I think the biggest thing that we take away from the narrative of the convention and even from the, the seminary presidents and even our Southern Baptist churches, but not localizing it just to Southern Baptists, but sure. to all people. Yeah, let's let's expand it out some. To me, the takeaway for the average church person, the Christian is to have a good sense of to to go back and nail down your theology mm. go back and say what do i really believe because i hear so many messages i've had one message or one worldview up to this point and then there are lots of competing messages i need to go back and say what is it that i believe go back to your original sources go back to the bible go back to your foundation and say is this still true and the good part is the Bible, the word of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. So that doesn't change. Um, we change. We get a little bit more understanding. We have a little more experience and we try to interpret the Bible based on our experience. That is not correct. That is not the way to do that. The Bible interprets our experience. We right. don't in use our experience to interpret the Bible. Yeah, um, big words like yeah. eisegesis, exegesis there, right? Right, so right. Exegesis, yeah. we want to let the scripture speak to us. Right, and to culture, right, right. Put ourselves in it. Right. Uh, make it do something it's not intended to do. Right, yeah. right. And so understanding what the Bible speaks and communicates and not insert yourself into the Bible to try to make it make sense, which would then also be the culture. You could say yourself, but you also mean the culture. The culture does not interpret the Bible. The Bible interprets the culture. Should be. Yeah. Um, but again, the takeaway for the average person then is even in church, whether that's personally or corporately in a church or uh, in a community, then look at what God says and believes about the sin. And I say it that way, the sin of racism. God hates that. God never intended that. God never intended for there to be oppression of people because based on their race or their ethnicity, there is injustice. There is injustice toward those that are most vulnerable. However, they became vulnerable. Right. That, I think, is a good takeaway. that's what we would agree with. That goes all the way to, to uh, women. Like, yes, yeah, absolutely. If, if, this, if this tackles uh, feminism, not, not that yeah, we're saying yeah. that. But, I mean, right. But we right. are, we are, man, when I think about things like uh, sex trafficking and. and yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, the, we would say, no, like, we're 
completely opposed to that. But right. Plus oppressor, like absolutely. And if absolutely for any reason, whether that's race, ethnicity, gender, right. completely opposed to that. Right. Because the right. Bible tells us that. Absolutely. And I think that's that's where the the sledgehammer wants to come in because I want to say, well, I want to just knock the whole thing out because yeah. I believe this because the Bible says so, not because right. because of some other right, like right root answer right, right, right. And I think for uh, the sledgehammer, it's not really sledgehammer, but the sledgehammer is stamping out racism, injustice, inequality wherever you see it. You do that systemically. You you right. preach about it in church. They should have hear more things about that because there there you're going to find it in the culture. They're going to walk right out of church mm-hmm. and they're going to walk right into injustice. So the church speaks to it. Um, it's not sledgehammer, but maybe there's another tool that we're we're talking about because we got to give a bigger stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> the scaffold is you deal with it relationally. You don't have, you and I, some people do have access to influence policy. We can influence policy at church, but in the bigger policy sure. debates for our country, we don't have access to that. But you will deal with it relationally. And the scripture says, and they will know we are Christians by our love. Mm-hmm. You love generically, but you need to love specifically. So you got to be involved with people that you don't know that look different from you. You got to hear the story and sit in that place with them. That's the scalpel. Getting involved with people that you don't know. They have just as much value as everyone else. You just don't know them. And so in order to stamp out some of the injustice, you do that relationally. And and that can be harder for some because of the circles they're in. Correct. Correct. We are in a very unique scenario as a church uh, where we live. Right. Uh, yeah. There's about 15 percent or so of our congregation that is of a minority ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, whether that's African-American, Hispanic, Asian. Yeah. Um, African, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. All, all over the right. uh, spectrum there. Right. Um, right. Which we consider such a blessing. Right. But that is that is not normally the case. And so a lot of times you're. You're in your circle in yeah. uh, just when I mean, you go to school with, you go to yeah. with, you go to work. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and it, maybe it's not even intentional. It's just yeah. the way it has happened in, in our society. Yeah. So yeah. I would say the intentional part really becomes a greater effort for yeah. me. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I have a friend like you. I can pick up the phone and call. And say, yeah. 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 I know lots of people who don't have a Fred Hall. They don't have it. Pick up the phone and call. And so right. it does take extra effort, not just, right. you know, like I'll bump into somebody sometime. Right. Right. And take that extra. Right. Okay. Help me think right. through if I'm a college student. Yeah. And I'm sitting in a university classroom and I hear about, uh, I, they might not even talk about critical race theory. They're not going to use that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things, some some words that might trigger for me to to hear in my professor that I think, okay, that's not a biblical worldview. 
Yeah. One of the things that, and again, because I'm, I'm wanting this to be as helpful for the listener to say, yeah. here's what I heard. And like red flag. Yeah. Red flag, here's, here's what's yeah. problematic about. They yeah. didn't say CRT. They didn't say right. They didn't right. say right. Right. right right what are some things that we might hear that we need to the the bible worldview in us flag yeah. needs to raise up yeah one of the things i would encourage everybody to hear again kind of when I, I said a moment ago go back and check your theology i would go back and take the inflammation out of words Sometimes words, they, they are inflammatory and sometimes words, because when you hear social justice, some people immediately, they, they get inflamed like, oh, here we go. And I'm ready for a fight. Yeah. When in fact, that is a biblical principle. It is not the gospel, but it is biblical principle. And I think it is an expectation of us as believers. But immediately when we hear it, we get inflamed because we uh, the definition of words. And I think that is a big oh, okay. thing. When however people define, so for the college student, for the seminary student, for the average Joe in the pew, the average Christian, I would say, listen long enough to hear the definition and understand. And maybe even like that's a good question to have in your mind as a student. Raise your hand and ask, can you define social justice? Yes. You use that word 10 times. Yes. Yes. I want to just make sure we're on the same page. What do you mean? Yes. 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 When you say racism. Yes. What, what do you mean? You don't don't right. be a moderate, right? Right. But right. Hey, like, just be on the same page. Right. Even if you disagree with their definition of social justice, you're right. No. Oh, that's not what I mean by that. And now I right. know what you mean. Right. So I'll choose a different phrase or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Because when you speak, typically you're speaking from what you already know or what's already in you. Yeah. But when you listen, you have an opportunity to learn. So, again, to me, it's much more important to listen first, really hear the person, even if you're going to disagree with it, your initial. Sure. It caught you off guard and you say, I don't know if I agree with that. Keep listening. Mm-hmm. Suspend the judgment uh, right now to really listen to them, ask for clarity questions, uh, get them to define it, probably uh, formally define it or even operationally define it, have a bit of interaction with it. Before you said, I'm going to drop the hammer down and I absolutely don't agree with that because there may be places where you do agree fundamentally the worldview or there is heresy embedded in a definition. It could be. But it could be a person's lack of understanding. That could be a way, again, of intentionally coming together and say, let me share with you what I understand that to be. Much like what Paul was doing uh, uh, when he's talking about the unknown God. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up or I'm so glad you're here. Let me share. That's an opportunity to be a witness in that situation, whether that's in the classroom, in the church, uh, conversations on the sidewalk, you get a chance to be salt and light to people before you make the judgment. Well, and I think, again, I don't know if we, we didn't say this explicitly, certainly in the last one, but I think we would agree on this. There are premises taught by critical race theorists and in even the definition at times, yeah. it's hard to even 
get a real pointed definition of that phrase. But, right, right. Uh, that we would define as heresy. Yes. Right? And so as such, I, I do want to be clear to any listener, we are not full wholeheartedly affirming a critical race theory that is based on a secular worldview. We, we cannot, as followers of Christ, do that. And I think, as we started this episode, I think that's where our convention and our seminary presidents were trying to go, were to say, this has heresy in it. And if it's got heresy, yeah. in it, you need to push it yeah. out. Yeah. And, and I, I want to affirm that desire. Yeah. Okay? I want to affirm yeah. and say, like, yeah. you want to push heresy away. Yeah. Like, however, if, if yeah. that's, let me just even say, period. We want to push yeah. heresy away, period. Yeah, period. We, we also want to see what we can learn about facts and yeah. statistical truth. Yeah. And see, more importantly, what scripture tells us as it speaks to those things, not as those things speak to scripture. Correct. And, and that's why it becomes so imperative. Yeah. Uh, and this is both of us being pastors here. I think it's yeah. so, like we're saying to our church members, not just know your theology, but know the yeah. word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. We, as your shepherds, we're telling you, like, go to the word, spend yeah. time in the word. Yeah. You want to be a, one who can interact appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. The witness. You yeah. Have to know the truth. Yeah. You be able to interact otherwise. Right. Right. Otherwise, you'll just give them more of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You won't yeah. give them the word. You won't give yeah. them the word in yeah. in word or deed. But you'll give them you. Yeah. Uh, and 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 you are not bad, but you have no life in you. Yeah. Well, and technically, even before Christ, you were bad. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Right. <laughs> Outside of Christ. Yeah. 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 In yeah. Christ. Yeah. Give them the word. Uh, that is the only thing that brings life. So again, we, we raise the issue because these are cultural issues. We want to speak to the cultural issues and say, this is what God believes and feels and desires for us to yes. say, be, and do with that issue. Let me give you a Christ example of that issue. Yes. You love the people. You stamp out the heresy. But you love the people, yeah, even when they don't know that they need to be loved. Yeah. They're in opposition to you. You're not in opposition to them. You love them. You pray for them earnestly. This is key. Uh, maybe a good place to kind of wrap some of this up. Uh, one of those same articles I was reading says this. Yeah. Inside that infallible word called the Bible, yeah. there is an absolutely explosive redemption and blood-bought reconciliation and Christ-exalting harmony. Right. Failures of the church, historically and even today, cannot cancel it. Yeah. It is there. That, that blood-bought reconciliation is there. If we would be more saturated by God's Word and more broken and humbled and submitted to it, there would be hope. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's our prayer, right? Like, yeah, that's why we do a podcast like this yeah. is because we long for our people to say, "I'm not looking at somebody else in regards to uh, their. Uh, I'm not looking down on anybody regards yeah. to their uh, gender, their race, right. their right. ethnicity, their yeah. uh, 
uh, affluence or not. Yeah. Yeah. We, we see people as made in the image of God and we love them and we point them to the reconciliation and the humility that can only come from Christ and his death and resurrection. And so that is the gospel. Right? That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Because again, we're, we will say we're, we're different or we are in different groups. And in some ways, uh, we are divided up in different groups or we look different. But all of us as the human race, we all uh, we all sin. We were all created we, uh, by God. We all sin because of the, the fall. Uh, yeah. And even in our practice, we all sin. But then we all need redemption. Right. That's the centrality of our message. The differences, the divisions are just details. They're not bad details here, there, and everything else. If they don't align with Christ, then they are. Uh, but they're just details. We all need redemption. We all need salvation. Christ has done that for us. Yep. That's what we give to a community. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's why when we think this way, uh, that's why we can go around the world and not, not uh, that in places where they don't think about critical race theory. Yeah, right. And, and we're sharing the same gospel. Yeah, right? we're not we're yeah. not addressing that topic. Right, right. right. We right. go to Uganda like that. Right, not the topic we're addressing. We're not addressing right. when I go to the Philippines. Right, like those things right. aren't happening. So I, I right. think it's wise for us to remember. We, it is the gospel that is central. It is Christ's death and resurrection and the salvation he provides for us because we needed it because we were sinners. And so Absolutely. with that, man, I, I thank you so much for my pleasure. Uh, and, and we, we might have to have you back on. This was, this was really good. So, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, as Matthew usually says, take time to share this, uh, put a rating, a review, or whatever the case is. But we do hope that this has been a help for you today, and we hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.